0: LinkedIn, the place to be. To be. Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Today's tip is to use polite questions as a way to nudge people to reconsider things. Many of us are working and doing life differently these days. This is an opportunity to challenge long-held assumptions. Asking subversive but polite questions is a good way to inch this process along. I was thinking of this topic while reading Michelle King's new book, The Fix, which is about the barriers women often face while building their careers. King, who is the director of inclusion at Netflix, mentioned that as her husband gained awareness about these issues, he didn't start walking around with protest signs at the office. Instead, he started asking why things were as they were. For instance, when a manager mentioned that a woman on his team probably shouldn't get promoted because she was getting married soon, he asked why that was. If someone then wants to spell out an assumption that newly married women will soon have babies and lose all interest in work, well, let them spell this idea out. A question is not a direct challenge to authority, but as people need to explain their assumptions, it brings them into the light, where they can be dealt with. But asking subversive questions isn't just about countering discrimination. It's a useful tactic in all kinds of situations. Many of us have spent the past six weeks or so working remotely. Many folks doing this are in jobs where they were previously told that working from home would never be an option. Interesting, right? I can just imagine someone in the past asking these subversive but polite questions. Well, of course, working face-to-face is nice. But have we thought about how our organization would keep functioning in a pandemic? Or if there were three weeks of horrible snowstorms? Or if all the roads around headquarters were suddenly declared unsafe? Those subversive questions would have been quite useful. And so we can see that maybe now is the time to ask more of them. Maybe when your office went remote, your team's daily 10 a.m. meeting got converted into a conference call. Maybe now you ask your manager, can you explain to me the agenda for this conference call? Maybe you see that there rarely is one, and having an agenda would make the call a much better use of time. Or maybe this question nudges the realization that the meeting is kind of pointless. People can check in on Slack and not interrupt the deep work they're doing in the mornings. Or maybe you ask, can you tell me why it's important for us to be logged in from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m.? It's a simple question, but it might nudge the thought that actually a lot of work can be done flexibly. Some core hours might be great, but seldom is the full eight to nine hour workday necessary. What I like about the question approach is that it's gentle. There may be good reasons for things and this gives the powers that be the chance to explain them. But when the answer is awkward because the person can see that he or she is about to say, well, we've just always done it this way or well, everyone knows that, right? Then questions can instigate change without preaching and protest. And since we do all have to keep working together, it's best to make allies rather than enemies. In the meantime,